Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of MBA School. Now, I know that the word school might not appeal to a lot of you guys, but trust me, it's not what you think it is. This podcast is a place where you and I share our thoughts and feelings on the latest news surrounding the MBA. You guys might be wondering then, why did I name it MBA School? Well, I just simply couldn't think of a better name. So, you guys are welcome to email me a better name, and I'll change it. Anyway, currently in the NBA, after the Golden State Warriors defeated the Cavaliers in the finals, many teams and players have been making moves to compete with them. Teams have been giving players monster contracts, and players have been leaving their old teams for a better one, in hopes of stopping the Warriors from becoming back-to-back champions. So today I'm going to be discussing all-star players, or stars in the NBA, that have moved teams and the impact their move might have in the NBA. So, first up is Chris Paul. Now, we all know the story behind Chris Paul. He's regarded as one of the best point guards in the NBA. And yet, he's never made it to the Western Conference Finals, even with all-stars such as Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. And to make things worse... Add to the fact that he didn't have the greatest relationship with his coach Doc Rivers. And it makes sense why he left LA to go to Houston and join up with his friend James Harden. Now, Houston last year lost in the second round of the playoffs to the Spurs. And many people blamed the loss on James Harden, who looked like he wasn't really trying during the series. And in Game 6, the game that eliminated the Rockets from the playoffs... James Harden looked like he quit after the first quarter. Personally, I don't think that James Harden quit. I just think that he was so tired because he played 81 games that season and he was the primary ball handler. No one else could really make plays or get his own shots except for maybe Lou Williams who came off the bench. Now, looking back at the Chris Paul trade, it makes sense why they traded for Chris Paul. Because it means that next season, they can rest Harden much more than they did last season. Which means that Harden will be good to go for the playoffs. However, for this trade to work, there can't be any chemistry issues. We all know that Chris Paul and James Harden are both ball-dominant point guards. In fact, James Harden dished out the most assists last year. And Chris Paul was number 7 in that category. And it's funny to say it this way, but Chris Paul and James Harden are both going to need to learn how to share. And of course, by that I mean, sometimes James Harden's going to bring it up to court, and other times Chris Paul's going to bring it up to court. And I believe that if chemistry doesn't play a factor, and Harden and Paul are both happy with their roles, I think the Rockets will finish third in the Western Conference, just like they did last year. And yes... By acquiring Chris Paul, they lost Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Sam Decker, and Montrez Harrell to the Los Angeles Clippers. But let's break down each player and see if their absence is really going to affect Houston next year. Lou Williams, who was a runner-up in the sixth man of the year, averaged 18 points last year. He provided Houston with some solid scoring off the bench, but he really didn't do anything else. And he was also a very streaky shooter. 
There are some nights where he just caught on fire and scored like 30 plus points. But there will be other nights where he just couldn't buy a bucket and shot less than 30%. And also, Lou Williams shot 39% with Houston last year, which isn't very good. So with Lou Williams gone, the Houston Rockets will lose a couple points that he contributed to the team. But it also means that Eric Gordon, who was the sixth man of the year last year, and also a better shooter than Lou Williams, will take more shots, which will allow Houston to become more efficient than they were last year. Now, moving on to Patrick Beverly, he's probably the best player that the Clippers are getting through this trade. He was a member of first team all defense last year, and he shot 38% from three last year. And I heard people say that Patrick Beverly's defense was a huge plus to a Houston team that really didn't play that much defense last year. But with him gone now, Houston's not going to play any defense. However, the fact that people forget is that Chris Paul is also an excellent defender. In fact, he was the member of first team all defense from 2012 to last season. The reason why he's overlooked on defense is because you see these clips of Steph Curry crossing up Chris Paul. But the thing that you need to keep in mind is that those are just one or two possessions out of 100 possessions in a game. So Chris Paul could be playing excellent for 98 possessions and mess up two times. And people are just like, oh, Chris Paul's not a good defender because look at him on the ground while Curry's shooting a three. But that's just not true. Chris Paul's an excellent defender. And we all seen James Harden just daydreaming in the middle of a court while someone's passing him for a dunk or a layup. And now, we have a conception that James Harden doesn't play any defense. But in my opinion, I don't think James Harden is a bad defender. I just think that he doesn't play any defense because he has to do so much on the offensive end. But with Chris Paul, I think James Harden will show us that he's an average to maybe even a good defender next year with Chris Paul taking a load of the offensive game on the other end. So that fills the defensive hole left by Patrick Beverly. And I guess Sam Decker and Montrez Harrell are both good players to have on your bench, but it's not like they were key contributors off the bench for Houston. Sam Decker and Montrez Harrell are both forwards, and Houston still has Nene on the bench, Troy Williams, and... I'm sorry if I'm going to mess this up, but Onuaku on the bench as well. And they are all forwards last center. In fact, I actually like Troy Williams more than I like Sam Decker. And I like the idea that he's going to get more minutes with Sam Decker now gone. Troy Williams shot 38% from three, while Sam Decker only shot 32%. And Houston being a team with the motto, live by the three, die by the three, I think Troy Williams getting more minutes will be beneficial for them. So let's wrap everything up now. If I were to give a letter grade to the Houston Rockets for this trade, I would give them an A-. Yes, obviously chemistry is a huge factor and it can make or break this team. And also the bench players that they lost might cost them a couple points here and there. But on the flip side, Look at all the potential that they got themselves into. There's a chance that James Harden's defense will improve. James Harden and Chris Paul are now going to help each other rest more 
and there's a chance that Chris Paul's not going to get injured next season. And lastly, there's a chance that a young bench player that didn't play that much last year could potentially turn into a solid bench player next season. And with those thoughts slash predictions, brings us to the end of this first episode. Today was obviously the first episode, so I only got to talk about what I thought. But I hope for the episodes that's coming out in the future, you guys will share your ideas so that we can all decide if that idea is valid, if they're right, or if they're flat out wrong. Like LeVar, when he said that he could take Michael Jordan on one-on-one. See you guys on the next episode, where I talk about Paul George and his move to the OKC Thunder.